Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly podcast made by gamers for gamers. We discuss retro gaming and issues that gamers care about. We also review indie games and popular titles. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Bishop, Bad Gamer Garrick, and Bad Gamer Crowley. Wait, do these idiots not know what anonymous means? Get good scrubs. Nope, I have no idea what anonymous means, and I don't know why she asked that every week. Welcome to the show. Uh, after our uh, week-long hiatus, I am your host, Mr. Crowley. Uh, joining me this week, as always, is not Garrick. He's not here. Neither is Bishop. He hasn't been here in a while. It's just me. So, I no, I'm joking. I actually brought in uh, some guests uh, for this show. Uh, and I will introduce them now in no particular order. Uh, joining me, uh, all of them have, are our previous guests, so I'm very uh, thankful to have them here for this episode. Uh, our, our first guest uh, is the lone Xbox user in the universe. It's Cab. Hi. Yeah. Um, I, this is this is for you, but just pretend that it's not you know a hot voice saying this. But... Get good scrubs. <laughs> Just pretend it's some 700-pound burly guy. I don't know. Uh, joining me, uh, us, I guess, myself and Cab, uh, my Slapdash uh, host, it is Joa. Hello, now. <laughs> also known as the Aquatic Meat Twinkie. I don't that's know what right. that means, but that's what that's what he is. Yes, I don't know what it means either, and that's the point. Point, point, point. I hope you talk like that the entire podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> also joining us, the three of us, uh, in, in this menage a quattro, it is our good friend Jonesy. Jonesy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I am the Blades of Steel. Oh, good God. Yeah, that's a reference for later. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even right now. Uh, so, yeah, so... We recorded a show last week, Garrick and I did, and it wasn't it wasn't contentious. It wasn't it just wasn't good. I'll just be a hundred percent honest. Now Garrick told me to go ahead and post the show, and I'll tell you what, if we ever get a Patreon, I may put it out there for Patreons because we did cover, as we said we were going to, uh, violence in video games. Uh it was just there was a lot of back and forth. There it was a heated uh conversation at, at points, but at the end of the day, both Garrick and I agreed uh on on the you know, we both had the same premise. Uh, we both had the same thoughts when it came to video games. Other things, not so much. And we kind of went down rabbit holes and down rabbit trails. And I don't want to do that. And so uh, Garrett can't be here this week, but I, I'm sure he will have some things to say about this uh, when, when he returns. Uh, but until then, you get uh, the four of us. Uh, and the four of us come from different backgrounds, different walks of life. We're different people. Like I said, Cab is an Xbox user, and that's pretty much all you need to know about him. Uh, a really? A millennial and an Xbox user. And like when I say millennial, I mean like he's an absolute 100% millennial. I'm not really sure he was born before the year 2000. Um, uh, there's Joa, who is like, I don't know, he's like borderline millennial is that a thing it, it depends on what uh which chart you go off of i am put it this way i'm 35 years old i do not uh self-identify as a millennial <laughs> at there, all there you go. i think that uh that right there sums it up he does not yeah yeah I, I do not self i don't <laughs> self-identify as anything um except myself and that's after much self-reflection 
Yes, after much self-reflection and looking in the mirror and crying like a baby, um, like a baby, not a boy or a girl baby, just a baby in general. Um, okay, now maybe I am. Brian, I was going to say, would I'm you sorry. like a, do you have a certain uh, pronoun you prefer? Um, uh, we're just going to go with he. Meet Twinkie. Meet Twinkie. That's the pronoun. Okay. The, I'm making it a pronoun. It's no longer a noun, pronoun. So Joe is firmly in adulthood at 35. Uh, he is married. He has no children. Uh, Jonesy, on the other hand, uh, he is, uh, we'll just say he is seasoned like myself. Uh, and he has children. Uh, is that correct, Jonesy? Yeah, I've got one seven-year-old girl. There you go. And I have one 10-month-old girl. So, you know, we're the two parents. He's more experienced at being a parent than I am. So there's, we're going to have some different views. We're going to have some different things when it comes to uh, violence in video games. And, and, and the reason we're covering this is several reasons. If you've lived under a rock for the last couple of weeks, for the last month or so, uh, there was a, a horrific school shooting, another one. Uh, where where there was loss of life and and video games somehow once again got thrown into the conversation as to a, a catalyst for this sort of thing happening uh, around the country, and so we want to talk about that because I think it's I think it's serious enough that you know we can do we we're bad gamers or at least I am I'm a very bad gamer but I think we can have a serious conversation about it and and kind of see where everyone's at and see if we can't solve the problem we're not going to do that at all. But before we do that, I want to kind of go around uh, and, and see what everyone's been up to uh, and, and what they're playing, because that'll kind of give us a gauge as to, you know, how violent of games we've been playing lately, because maybe that'll have an impact on 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 where our heads are at. So, Cab, on your Xbox, uh, what, what have you been what have you been playing? Yeah, um, I've really been enjoying uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance a whole lot. Uh, I love history and uh, as a game that's incredibly historically accurate you know that's an appealing factor for sure if there is nothing else um so i've really been enjoying that definitely a brutal and violent game um and then i'm also uh, uh i've been playing the past uh day or so uh, the sea of thieves beta nice. uh, the final beta before release and 10 days from today getting really excited for that i don't know how violent that game can be because it looks like a cartoon um i mean you're pirates and jack sparrow was a pirate okay well he's i okay get good scrubs uh joe what have you been playing (laughs) oh baga um yeah i've been playing uh i finally finished up Horizon Zero Dawn, I finished up the story, and the way I did that is I switched it to story mode. That's how bad of a gamer I am. And uh, so I did that, and it, <laughs> it was uh, uh, very gratifying just to see the story. And uh, and then I got uh, Tomb Raider, uh, the definitive edition, for 6 bucks on PlayStation Store. By the time you're listening to this, you already missed out on the flash sale, so sorry for you. Uh, but uh, for a five-year-old game, absolutely amazing. It's my game of the year for this year, oh, and it's a five-year-old game. Geez. It's absolutely awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've been playing, and it is a uh, very violent game. Uh, for those who have played uh, the, uh, any of those, uh, there's plenty of blood, plenty of different ways to kill people in uh, unique ways, headshots, all of that stuff. But, yeah, it's uh, I, I really love it, so... 
uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I'm almost, I'd say about 70% done with that story. And I'm playing it again on easy mode because I just like the story. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Jonesy, what, what have you been playing, sir? Well, yeah, um, Joe was kind enough to point out that there was an EA sports sale on the PlayStation 4 for, uh, or I guess EA in general. And so I picked up NHL for 20 bucks, and you picked it up for it as well and had a good time playing it in solo mode. But I've been really enjoying playing against you, Mr. Crowley. Yeah, why, why is that, Jonesy? Oh, it's a it's a very competitive game each time. <laughs> Actually, we did have a really competitive double overtime game where I, I squeaked one out, one nothing on you. And uh, that was actually, it was a really, really good game. Like tons of chances each way, uh, breakaways in each direction. But yeah, usually it gets violent in the wrong direction for, for, for the Crowley son. Yeah. Get good scrubs. I suck at that game, like very badly. So When Crowley starts looking for a way to pull his goalie, like midway through the second period, <laughs> like, something is not going right. <laughs> Jonesy can probably tell when I start getting frustrated because I shut up because we all know I love the sound of my own voice. So I can talk about nothing continuously for large amounts of time. But when I suddenly stop talking, I, I'm sure he can just picture like this middle aged man crouching down in his chair like some sort of beta male man child uh, <coughs> and throwing some sort of hissy fit because uh, the, the, the controller just won't do what I want it to do. Probably because it's a PlayStation controller. Oh, here we go. (laughs) And you start feeling bad. You're like, like, what can I do to make this better? (laughs) And then you get another power play, five on three, and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just score another goal. Maybe I'll score another goal. That'll make me feel better. (laughs) No, it's good times. I I enjoy losing uh, to Jonesy. It's always fun. Uh, Maybe I'll stream some more. Because I think I streamed the first game and it was it was it was bad. But that eight to yeah, you haven't streamed since. No, that eight to nothing was uh, amazingly awful. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing Kingdom Come Deliverance uh, again. Like Cab said, a violent game. It looks as good as it does on Xbox on my PlayStation. Probably better. <laughs> uh, no. I've also been uh, playing Bayonetta and Bayonetta Two on my Nintendo Switch. So again, violent games, violent themes. Uh, I think we're all well versed at this point, especially myself and, and Jonesy and Joa. We're probably well versed in violent video games as they are plentiful uh, and they have been plentiful for the last, eight, you know, 15, 20 years. Oh, hold on. Uh, yeah. I've been around that same length of time. Probably closer to the 15. Um, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize, Cab. You are an adult. Kind of. You got that right. All right. Ish. Ish. Yes. Uh, Maybe not in comparison. <laughs> right. Exactly. Not in comparison. So let's talk about this. So after this this tragedy that happened in Parkland, Florida, uh, somehow video games got thrown into uh, this the the national conversation as as uh, a reason for these 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 horrific events that happen. Now. Whether or not that's the case, I think, it, you know, it, it, it's very debatable. And I think that we're conflating a few issues uh, when we start throwing around things like, well, rap music or rock music or violent movies or violent video games contribute to this sort of, of violence uh, that, that we see. 
And so I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to talk about that, and I kind of want to see where everyone's at, where they're, where they're in the, with, you know, their headspace, where they are, thinking about it. And I kind of want to, I want to start with Cab because Cab, as we've established, you are the youngest of all of us. So we have played a plethora of uh, more video games than you have, just a plethora. I love that word, plethora. Well, I don't know about that, I, I, but fine, I'll that. give that to you. So where are you at? Like, do you believe that that video game violence uh, is a catalyst for this sort of, of uh, real life tragedy, this, these real life horrors that are happening? No, not at all. Um, I mean, I've been around violent video games my entire uh, life, regardless of the number of years um, that may be, um, you know, and and. I mean, I've it, when I say violent games, it's not just, you know, like Super Smash Bros. You know, I'm talking about so some of the first examples of games that come to mind are uh, that I was exposed to are the Oddworld games, uh, Abe's Odyssey and Abe's Exodus uh, for PC uh, back late 90s. Uh, these are games where, you know, for the time you graphically see, you know, Creatures getting used as, as slaves, chopped up as uh, you know by saw blades, eaten by dog creatures, smashed by boulders, etc. Et um, you know, um, definitely a violent game, uh, even by today's standards. Um, getting shot up, blood and guts, and you know, carnage. Um, I've been around, you know, games that kind of use violence uh, in a, a comedic manner. Uh, the Neverhood being an early example of that. Uh, and then, you know, kind of different vein, the Age of Amp uh, Empires franchise. I, you know, and I'm saying I remember these as some of my earliest memories. Um, so like three, four, just watching my dad play them uh, and just being exposed to them, um, you know, which is certainly maybe if not playing, certainly something uh, could be related there to you know, the, the arguments that they cause violence later on. Um, and it really didn't get into any, I mean, I've, I've played games my entire life. Um, the first M rated game I played was call of duty black ops, uh, back in 2010, uh, when I was 14, you do the math. Um, but I, you know, my, my dad was actively engaged in, you know, wanting to play it first, make sure he thought I was mature enough to to handle the the you know graphic military violence. Uh, deemed that I was, and you know, here I am, perfectly stable. Uh, you know, eight years later. Um, I think stable's a, a strong word for an Xbox well, owner, but uh, okay, fine. You you know what I mean, <laughs> right? No, I do. No, and that's okay. So I think that's a good. So from your experience, you 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 don't see it as a problem. You don't see it as not an at issue. All. Okay, Joe, uh, what what say you, sir? Well, look, I think that any, I think that anything could possibly trigger somebody who is possibly uh, unstable. So you know, from a personal example, like Cab was saying. Uh, you know, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to end up throwing a lot of other entertainment stuff in with this. I know we're trying to focus on video games, but you know, I, I was watching Terminator. I was watching RoboCop at eight, nine years old. 
uh, RoboCop is blowing people apart. I was playing the RoboCop uh, NES games, uh, you know, so that was way back then. Uh, you know, so I mean that that went right along with it. You know, I mean, I was you literally run around as RoboCop in RoboCop Two. You would run around and you would smash nuke. You were destroying drugs on the street and you were shooting all the drug dealers and all the nuke dealers. Um, you know, uh, so and I remember playing Mortal Kombat. My dad and he went and bought it for me. He didn't know what it was, and so maybe this is a good example here of. He didn't know what it was. I wanted it. He went and got it for me. Maybe by the title, you would have to assume something. But my dad was born in 1950. He didn't grow up playing video games. There weren't video games. Uh, my dad is not the video game type. Uh, you know, and, you know, just even even when they came along later, just was not. Um, you know, what, even when Pong came out, he would have been you know, what, 30 years old, like he's not in the pong, right? So like in the Atari, you know, uh, at 30 years old, you know, 1980 say, so he never got, he's never been into that kind of stuff. So he went and got, I remember he went and got me mortal Kombat. He was, uh, uh, in between, uh, in between jobs, uh, at the time going through. So he was off that day. I got home from school. I got mortal Kombat. My friend came over a couple days later, spent the night over the weekend, and I remember it might have been Mortal Kombat 2, and it's on Sega Genesis, and I'm playing Baraka, and I'm sitting there ch -ch -ch chopping the people up with the little uh, hand scissor thing that he did, and my dad is like, "I maybe I shouldn't have bought you this game. And that was his first inclination when he saw us <laughs> finally playing it. Like, he thought that maybe you shouldn't be playing this game, so... I mean, I, so I've been exposed to that stuff uh, my whole life. I it's is 35 year old and, you know, I got as as many problems uh, as anybody else does, you know, and, and I consider myself um, I, I have heavy depression. I'm bipolar. I don't blame it on video games. Let me just say that I could see I could see some people under the right circumstances when they're younger, their mind is not developed. Uh, some of these entertainment things, uh, if they don't know right from wrong, uh, they could learn from these things because let's look, I mean, you watch a movie uh, and you like the, the hero or the heroine and, and you learn morals from them. I, I think that it's possible that you could learn bad things just as much as you can learn good traits as well. Um, I think it's possible, but I think, my thing is, is that you have to look at the adults in your life, the parents, um, your maybe older siblings, uh, teachers, role models, and are they teaching you right from wrong or are they looking out for you? Do you know the difference? And are they allowing you to maybe play these games uh, that really maybe you shouldn't be playing? If it has an, you know, an ESRB rating of M, then maybe the parents shouldn't let a nine-year-old be playing Mortal Kombat like, uh, you know, I was at maybe not nine years old, but 12. But maybe I shouldn't have been watching RoboCop at, at nine years old. Maybe I shouldn't have been watching Terminator at nine years old. Would I let my kid watch a movie like that at nine years old? No, but I'm more educated on such things than my parents were because... Uh, when they were growing up, like that kind of stuff didn't exist. And I'll get into that in uh, my next little thing. I, I don't want to do it here. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that there there is something there that 
you know, but I, I don't think it's the video game's fault. Let me say that first and foremost. But I do think that there are things uh, that, you know, maybe that should be held off until later. But, you know, it, you know, that it, that's just the, the way it is. But that comes down. But it's all culture. To me, this is all a cultural issue. This is a societal issue. And it's not um, it's not our art, which I consider video games, movies, music, uh, television shows, whatever you want. I, I, I consider it all art. And and then that's when you start getting into the censorship issues of it, uh, you know, which is beyond what we're talking about today. But it, it but really, that's what you're asking to happen is for video games and other forms of entertainment to be censored so that fragile minds, fragile young minds, younger than cab, um, will be uh, influenced in a very negative way over this. So it, it's not just the people creating it. It's the people allowing it to be consumed. Uh, and that's kind of my initial thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, Jonesy, where are you at with this? Like, what what are your thoughts? Just the initial uh, thoughts and impressions on on this whole video game violence thing. Yeah, the the games I grew up kind of like with Joe. Uh, you know, Mortal Kombat was the one that always left the biggest impression because it was it was actually very graphic. Scorpio and Sub Zero were the, the the ones that I liked to play the most. Uh, but it was this kind of cartoonish, over the top, like this isn't real in any any stretch of the imagination type of thing. You cannot do these types of things, and so as I start to see where it is going with, uh, or what has gone, like Grand Theft Auto is one that comes to mind a lot too, uh, for a lot of folks too. Um, it has gotten a lot more real, I think. And that part is a little bit concerning, but I think to single out video games is a bit unfair because, and Joe was getting to this point too, it is pervasive in our culture throughout a lot of entertainment mediums to have very graphic or very violent type of things um, depicted on TV or even on a movie or in a video game. So to say it's one thing, you know, by itself, which I don't, I don't know that anybody's going to that extreme, but to, to really identify and target a certain area, seems a bit overly simplistic to me. No, I, I, I completely agree with pretty much everything that's been said. Uh, it, it does seem overly simplistic. It does seem like they're looking for a scapegoat and it does seem, like an overreach almost like they're not really looking at all of the issues that, that impact these sorts of events and wanting to just have a feel good. Oh, we, we figured out what the problem is. Everybody don't worry about it. It's video games. We're going to fix it. Like it kind of feels like that's, that's what it is. Uh, and I know that, that we said we weren't going to talk politics and we're not, but we would be remiss in, in pointing out that, President Trump, despite what anyone's feelings are about him as a person or as our president, uh, did say that he felt video games were were the issue. Um, the White House on Thursday uh, actually held a meeting. They put out a a video game uh, violence in video games highlight reel. <laughs> Seriously, they did this, uh, and they featured clips from Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Uh, Wolfenstein, Dead by Daylight, Sniper Elite, and Fallout 4. I mean, these are very violent video games. 
They're very uh, they're very graphic. And when you play modern video games compared to even the Mortal Kombat's on uh, Sega Genesis, uh, these games look look real. They look well, at least a lot more real than they used to. And unless you're playing Sea of Thieves. It looks they 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 look or Swotor. They look very very real. They're not stylistic. They're they they're based in reality. Especially like let's just take for example Kingdom Come Deliverance. Now while there's not uh, a preponderance of blood in that game, at least not uh, when you're when you're uh, uh, running around slashing people with your swords. Um, there you know it is it is violent nonetheless. Uh, so the, the question, the, the, he, the, the White House held a, held a meeting uh, and they had some members of Congress uh, there, three members of Congress there. But they also, more importantly, I think, had uh, uh, some people from Take-Two Interactive. Uh, the CEO was there of that uh, company. Uh, they also had uh, a retired lieutenant colonel there for some reason talking about the psychology of video games and, and, and that sort of thing. And uh, I know a Marine uh, captain recently said that the, the kids coming to them are not, they're just not ready. They're not mature enough. Uh, you know, and then they had mother, uh, somebody from uh, mother from parents, television uh, council. Uh, let's see. Bethesda. There's a bunch of people from, from the video games industry and from, uh, parents, television council, and senators, and congressmen, and nobody cares. Like, they just don't. I I feel like again, this is just it's like Joe like or like Jonesy said, this is a simplistic approach to it, and it's just easy to blame the video games. And I don't think anyone's saying that violence in video games isn't a thing. Violence in video games is a thing. I mean, we've all said all four of us have said that violence in video games is a thing. It's there. It's real. Uh, and, and it happens. I guess the question that I have here, and I just, I, I just kind of like quick answers. I mean, I know that we've all kind of looked into this a little bit, and I know we all have our own thoughts on it. Uh, like, do you believe, Cab? I'll start with you, just real quick. Do you believe that that violence in video games has any sort of effect on on, on a young person who plays it? I think um, Joe had mentioned it earlier. I do definitely think that. It, there there can be a connection um, but I think it's individual you know it's on an individual basis okay um, yeah all right jaw you, you you is that where you're at yeah I mean I, I definitely think that there can be uh, based on an individual person and I actually got to listen to your podcast live last week and you had some things that you threw out there that kind of supported that sometimes things happen in the brain. Uh, when younger uh, boys uh, rather than younger girls uh, kind of uh, thing. I, I don't remember exactly what you said, but that, it springs in my mind. So, yes, I think it can have an effect, but I'm not sitting here ready to lay the blame on the um, creative aspect, the art of video games. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's to blame, but I do think that it can have an effect Uh but yeah, just to keep it quick, yes, I do think it can have an effect. Okay, Jonesy, what about you? Yeah, I think it's possible the the extended duration or the the constant uh, interactivity with it and the desensitized nature. I think there's a very real possibility that there's a there's at least a modest link there. 
Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Joe is right. I did say something to that effect last week. Uh, and there were several, I cited several studies that uh, it, just in the last decade uh, that have said that there is a, a link between playing violent video games, uh, especially in boys, and, and, and aggressive behavior afterwards. Now, that said, let's not conflate the issue of, of violent uh, behavior and mass killings. Like those are two very different behaviors. And there is no study that says that violence in video game causes mass shootings. There's, there's just none. There's no evidence to support that uh, claim. Uh, there is evidence to support the claim that violence in video games does have an effect. Uh, extended video game use can cause depression and all kinds of things, uh, you know. But I think it varies from person to person. It depends a lot on on the cultural background of the individual, the cultural background of the parents, the 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 par- the parental involvement uh, in that child's life, so on and so forth. There are many factors. Well, and, and Crowley, let me interrupt just for one second. I think you could take the word video games and substitute it for a lot of other things and then read the same sentence, and it would probably still be true. Well, as far as the studies you know, go, as far as well, no, what, what I'm saying w- w- with what you just said, those sentences you just read of as far as it, it leads to ag- aggressive behavior, this, that, the other. I think there are a lot of other adjectives, nouns, word, whatever that y- you could substitute for video games, whether it's movies, whether it's drugs, whether it's whatever you want. I mean, y- your mind can kind of go, uh, you know, wild here and you could substitute video games for a lot of different things there. And those things lead to the same things. It doesn't all mean that they're bad. I mean, look, I, I was playing uh, Tomb Raider today, and you know what I did? I, I I was getting excited. I was yelling, and I got up and I was playfully, you know, yelling and screaming at the dog, playing with her. She was getting excited. Yes, it did have an effect on my emotions. Um, and I was, uh, you know, getting up and uh, kind of patting her and. You know, when we were running around the house and having a good time. And yes, did it have an effect on my emotions, even as a 35-year-old? Yes. Did I go out and shoot anybody? No. Right. So I mean, I'll say that. that, Like, yes, I mean, even as a even as an older person, can you get... I mean, I was sitting there, you know, I'm falling down a shaft doing this, that. I'm screaming and yelling and the wife's telling me to shut up or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're being annoying. <laughs> and, and, and so... Yes, those things happen. I'm getting emotional. I'm getting caught up in it. It's a story. So, I mean, yeah, those things, uh, I mean, those things happen. So, um, anyway, I'm setting a precipice for what I'm going to get to later, but I'll cut myself off there. Okay. Well, I have a rebuttal for what you're going to say, but we'll, we'll leave it there. And I, and I will say you're right in that the these video games can cause, uh, even on a, a middle-aged man such as myself, uh, to have, it has an effect on me because, as Jonesy can attest, I will yell and scream and almost curse at the TV, at the controller, at my old age, uh, and my inability to beat Jonesy uh, at NHL. No, he can't attest to that. Well, I, I'm usually too busy laughing, so I, I can't really, uh, I don't really know what you're doing. Right. Well, that's a fair enough. That's a fair enough evaluation of, of my NHL skills right there. He's too busy laughing. Uh, so, okay. So I guess if we have, if we've all agree that the video games do have an effect, 
Now we we have we have separated the two issues of of mass shootings and and violent behavior. Do, do, does the video game industry bear any sort of responsibility uh, to tone down the violence as to not affect uh, young impressionable minds in such a way? Now I'm not talking about censorship. I'm not talking about. Uh, I, I'm not talking about the ESRB. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about do they have a responsibility to change the content that they are putting out? Let's start with the youngest of the four of us, Cab. Um, I don't think so. I don't want to get political at all, um, but I don't think like a gun manufacturer is to blame for an act that someone using their, you know, their um, firearm you know, carries out of their own volition. I don't think that the direct blame has any connection at all in that regard. It's individual responsibility for their own actions. Okay. Um, Joe, I, I, I know, I think this is where you're going to, you're going to jump off that precipice. So I'll come to you last Jonesy. Like, do you think that the video game industry has any sort of responsibility in the content that they put out? I think they have a responsibility as far as to make sure that it's clear what is in the contents of that game. If it, you know, they, they have this self-regulated uh, rating system, which I think is okay. I, I think they do probably a reasonable job of making sure it's labeled on there. Um, but I guess the general question is, and it's coming up now, is, is that enough? And, and I'm sure we're going to get to that, that question a little bit later, but I think, should they tame it down? I probably side on the side of no. Uh, it's their game. It's it's what they want to represent. Uh, as long as it's very clear to the consumers and then uh, the the folks who influence the consumers to make sure that that's accurate enough in order for them to make a good judgment call when they go to buy that game. And I mean that's a very loaded position because it's there's so many variables with that. But generally speaking, I'm not really one on the side of censorship for the most part and in many ways, but, um, that I think their responsibility is to make sure that it's exactly clear what is in there. Okay. So let's, I want to stay on this for just a second, Joe. So I'll, I'll get to you in a second. I'll ask you the same question, but I want to know, Jonesy, do you, do you think right now the video game does enough with their, with their self-regulation, with their ESRB ratings? Is that enough? Now keep in mind that the average age of the person purchasing a video game is now 38. Is are they doing enough? Is the ESRB ratings is that enough? Um, that's that's tough. It, since it's a self-regulated, there's nothing to really, well, or maybe clarify this for me. Is there anything that a retailer can do to restrict the sale of that game? Are what? they are they actually legally no. required to not sell an M game to a 15 year old kid? No. So here's here's the other thing that we're that we're going to get into. And again, I'm trying very hard to stay away from politics. But this issue is in such an area where we kind of have to touch on that just a little bit. So this is a conversation that I had last week with Garrick on uh, on the episode that didn't air. And that is, uh, no, the retailers don't have a responsibility to not sell it to a 15 year old. In fact, you can kind of get in trouble for that because number one, it's not illegal 
for you to sell like cigarettes. It's illegal to sell cigarettes to a minor. It is illegal to sell booze to a minor. It is it is illegal to sell a gun to someone who is not 18. Right. So there are legalities involved with that. And in fact, some of these stores that have decided to not sell ammunition and not sell firearms to someone who is of legal age to buy them are now running into lawsuits for age discrimination. So because it's not illegal to sell uh, an M rated game to a minor, the retailer almost has no uh, a legal foot to stand on, no legal standing to say I'm not going to sell to a minor. They they kind of have to because here's what I've run into. I used to work uh, for uh, big box retailers that sold video games, and we had a, a, a kid come in, and our our general manager, the store manager, came in and said, "Nope, we're not going to sell anything that's got this." And this, you know, this was uh, in the '90s. It was right after Columbine. Uh, he said, "We're not going to sell any video games uh, that are violent to kids." You know, this was like right after the e, the 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 uh, ESRB ratings came out. Anything that's got an M on it, we're not selling it to anybody and <laughs> yeah that lasted for 30 seconds because a kid came in wanted to buy a violent game it had the m rating on it uh the cashier told him i'm sorry i can't do it you're 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 not 15 the kid went out to the vehicle got his mother his mother came in read uh the general manager of the riot act and there on the spot did that did that change uh, in fact, uh, the big box retailer that I worked for sent out an email saying you can't do that. Like you gotta sell it. So, age discrimination? No, there's no, there's no, there's there's nothing stopping them from doing it. In fact, there are things in place stopping them from trying to stop someone from purchasing that game because they can get sued for discrimination. And we all know that in this day and age, we can't discriminate. We've got to be very inclusive. So, that said. Uh, you know, Jonesy, like, or what do you think? Do they, do they do enough now? Knowing that, do, do the video game, does, does the video game industry do enough to, to self-regulate? Yeah, I mean, to that regard, I, I'm usually less concerned with a 38-year-old buying a video game than I am, you know, a 13-year-old going in there and buying the same video game that's not appropriate for them. And, and it, I mentioned this earlier, these things are so loaded. I mean, and it's really tough to be a parent today. You hate to over-regulate things, but at the same time, your kids these days are exposed to so many different things in so many different ways at school, at friends' houses, the involvement of other parents. I mean, there are so many variables that you've got to worry about, even if you're a responsible parent trying to help guide all of those good decisions is still very, very challenging and very difficult. So is it the retailer's responsibility? I think there should be something that, that would help uh, folks who would rather the kids have a little bit of restriction on some of that. I think there is a responsibility to say is from a retailer perspective and even from the gaming industry as well to support that this game is intended for adults. I want to make sure that adults get to enjoy it, not 13 year old kids. Okay. So do they do that for movies? Do they do that for television? I think it's very well marked for both of those uh, entertainment mediums. But is it illegal for a a 15-year-old to go see an R-rated movie? See, and that's a really good question because I think if you go to the theater, I think that is regulated a bit better than maybe at the retail shops. Probably. I mean, but again, 
sometimes not. You're dealing with the same age group that works in both. The cashier that works for a Best Buy uh, is probably about the same age as the cashier that works for the movie theater. So I don't know. And again, it's not illegal. Like they may say, you know, after I think the conversation we had last week with Garrick, Garrick said it was like after nine o'clock, you can't let uh, a 15 year old in to the uh, movie theater. But before nine o'clock, yeah, sure. R-rated movie, whatever you're paying. Capitalism. Business. I mean, at the bottom, it's about it's all about the bottom line. Are we really going to start turning away this large swath of of uh, money of 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 revenue? I mean, I guess from a from a retailer standpoint, from a business standpoint, that doesn't make sense. Uh, but again, I don't know that it, the video it's incumbent upon the video game industry to to, to regulate itself. And I'm I, I in and we'll get to this in a second. The, the second question I have is is the government uh, should they get involved? Uh, but before we do, uh, Joe, I want to go to you and I want to ask you the same question: uh, Does the video game uh, industry uh, have a responsibility uh, to regulate itself better? Well, I I mean regulation and. Uh, the content they're producing. I, I think the question started out on the content they're producing and then it uh, was kind of regulating. So no, I, I don't think that they should uh, restrain themselves as far as a content uh, goes, but um, you know, I, 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 I'm not very well versed on how well they do their own self-regulating ratings. I know that they've got the M's they've got the teens, They've got, you know, in this and that, uh, you know, basically it's along the lines of the movie ratings. Um, I, I'll touch on this for a second. I know when Deadpool came out, uh, my local theater was not letting in anybody uh, under a certain age. I don't remember if it was 17 or what it was, because that rated R is a, is 17 and un, uh, 17 and over is technically the rule uh, per, uh, right. you know on that uh they were not letting people in and uh unless they were with an adult and or with their parents and when i saw people bringing in their five-year-olds in the deadpool i was embarrassed for them and when the first semen joke came out i was thinking <laughs> about all the five-year-olds in the audience and i was embarrassed for their parents and the low lives that you are for bringing your kids to this movie when they had big signs plastered outside the movie theater on the actual poster of the movie. Do not let your kids see this movie is basically what the theater went above and beyond that local one local theater went above and beyond and people still brought their five, six year olds in and I was shaking my head and I was embarrassed for them. So yes, there is a part of me that is, uh, no, kids should not see this. I would not have allowed my kid, if I had a kid, uh, to see such a thing uh, or to hear such things. Uh, it was mostly the hearing more than the seeing, more than the violence. It was the hearing. And they probably didn't even understand those words. And that was the thing. But uh, back on the topic, um, let me get into my long-winded thing here just for one minute. And I apologize for this. But, uh, you know, I do think uh, the, the word desensitize has been thrown out a couple times. Um, and, and that's the thing I think we have become desensitized as a culture, uh, go back to 1939 gone with the wind almost didn't come out because it said the word damn in it. That was 80 years ago, 79 years ago, 80 years ago. Uh, that's a person's lifetime. Only one person's lifetime ago. We couldn't have a movie that said the word damn in it 
And now look where we are today. It slid through. And now we say the S word on television. Um, and now you can, you can say the F word in the PG 13 film one time. Uh, that's allowed. Uh, and the movie can still be rated PG 13. It has the, get along other certain guidelines but it can get a pg-13 rating with saying one f-bomb yeah, um, that one gets me yeah and then uh you'd but you didn't go from damn to the f-word overnight it's a gradual desensitization over time it went from damn to hell to ass to the b-word etc and you find uh, so many examples of this in our culture and i'm talking the united states i can't speak for every other country you you know i know we probably have a lot in common with canada and our friends in the united kingdom but i can't speak for them uh, necessarily i'm just speaking for the united states uh you know at one time you know not too long ago we had slavery in this country that was 150 years ago uh, and then basically uh, that was two lifetimes ago 75 years in 75 years that's 150 so if you live 75 years and your grandparents live, so 150 years, I mean, that's only two lifetimes ago we had that. And then, you know, but but having a child out of wedlock in the 1950s was insanely frowned upon. That was only, you know, 60 years ago. My mom was called a bastard on the street uh, riding her bike as a little girl because she was she was a bastard. She was Jon Snow and she was a bastard and uh, a a grandmother called her a bastard and said, go knock that bastard off her bike. That was 1950s Alabama. And those were the times that we lived in not just too long ago. So we, and then now, but having a child out of wedlock, it's normal. We don't, we don't uh, look down upon people. I mean, maybe some people do, but uh, generally it's accepted in America. Uh, you know, it's, it's not ideal situation, but it, it happens. It's normal. And, and we accept that. And, uh, and that's just the change in culture. And, and we become, um, you know, and then we, uh, you know, so what is practiced, uh, in the past is frowned upon now and what was once immoral is now accepted. So what we, we did in the past, we hate it with slavery. We hate it. That's bad. We should have never done it. But now, uh, having, um, you know, bastards is accepted, um, you know, it, it, and so that's the change in the culture. And so it's a, it's a kind of that desensitization that we uh, go through. And then, um, and I think the big thing with this is that, you know, sometimes uh, we want simple answers and video games and movies and televisions does depict a lot of violence. Um, and you, and, and so logically that's the problem, right? But in my estimation, um, the reason why those things, music and video games and movies are getting blamed for real life events is because it, while it seems logical on the surface, um, it's the easy, easy answer. Um, and you know, and I think that that's the, it's the easy answer. And if you start looking at people and parents and adults and you start blaming them, you can't control that. You can rate a video game M, you can rate a movie R, but you can't label a parent bad. You can, but they don't carry that label on them. They're not, you know, you know, they're not a Jew in World War II, you know, where Hitler was labeling them and say, you know, or whatever. They're you can't label people 
and they walk around and you know that, hey, this person's not a responsible parent. And that's nothing against the Jews. I'm, I'm, it's a horrible <laughs> example. I'm sorry. But it was a horrible example. But it was just something that flashed across my mind. But my point is you can't label people out in public and basically profile them, basically. You can't say, hey, this person's a bad parent. Watch out for them. Don't let their kids buy a video game because they're not watching what their kid's doing at any given time, and their kid's a troublemaker already. Don't let them play Grand Theft Auto Five. can't do that. You can't do it. It's not, it's not easy. It's not an answer. It's not a solution, and it's not something you can regulate at all on any level, but telling video games, hey, you're bad, that seems like something that we could fix. It seems like, hey, we could do censorship on that because, hey, we did have censorship in art. You couldn't say damn in a movie until 1939, and now it's progressed until it's where it is now. You couldn't say damn in a movie in 1939, and then now look what you can say on cable television. So that's my point, is that we 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 come to a certain point in our culture where certain things are now okay and certain things that we did in the past are bad. And but hopefully some of that made some sense and that's my rant for the night. So that's kind of where I'm going. But I think that the problem is, is that it is, it is the adults. It is the role models. It is the parents. We have to be looking out for these kids and it's not uh, the arts problem. It is their problem because they're getting blamed for it and they get included in this. So it becomes their problem unfairly. So, but you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I stand on this Crowley. No. And I think you made some, some very salient points and, and, and I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. And unfortunately uh, a video game show, a podcast uh, forum, if you will, it's just not, I, I I would love to sit here and, and talk about the ills of society and the rot from within and the amount of porn that we watch as a society and the amount of, of, of just filth that is out there. Uh, you know, when, when the highest rated show and I, I watch it game of Thrones deals with, with incest. I mean, you can't, I mean, seriously, you're going to talk about uh, violence in video games. Like let's start taking a look at society itself. And that's not to say that violence hasn't always been around. Cain did kill Abel and he didn't have a weapon. He used a rock. So, I mean, these things have been going on for, for ever since the dawn of time. And they're going to continue whether or not you regulate uh, uh, video games it's just the way it is. And until we have a hard look at our Western culture, until we have a hard look at our, our ourselves and what we deem as acceptable, then this, these things are going to continue to happen. I think, well, I think that's your, your, I think your, that's point, your point. Your point is right, Crowley. It's in the key word there is hard and we're not looking the, the people that are trying to blame video games or any other form of entertainment aren't looking to take the hard route. They're looking to take the easy route and blame they're trying, they're looking for the easy way out. They're looking for an easy solution and, and the blame, you know, whatever's easy because censorship did censorship existed. And in a way, censorship does still kind of exist. It's called the FCC. I mean, we do have censorship to a certain degree. It's not even arguable. We do. You can't go around just saying whatever you want uh, in any words you want. You can't say the C word, the F word, 
whatever else on basic cable or whatever else. You just can't do it. So there is forms of censorship in place. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. But what I'm saying is, is that it does exist. And I think it's easier to think about censoring more than thinking about blaming yourself. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't disagree. I don't. Uh, the 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 Romans uh, had gladiator fights, and they had and the they had these gladiatorial bouts that that would go on for days. These these events where they glorified the killing. Uh, they would they would uh, you know martyr uh, Christians uh, in the uh, in, in the arena as well. So there's uh, violence has always been a part of life. I remember uh, a few years ago when they started looking at the WWE and saying, well, this is just this is this is violence being glorified. Uh, this is this is part of the problem. I think it's a symptom. I think I think the amount of violence in video games is a symptom. Uh, the what we see in movies in television is a symptom uh, of a greater problem, but you can't pin this all on video games and try to 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 do so is short sighted. Uh, Jonesy, what what do we, what do you have to say about everything Joe said? I mean, you and I are the the two oldest here. We have been on this earth uh, longer than both Cab and Joe. We have seen more. We have done more. We have experienced more. We are seasoned, as they like to say. What do you say? <laughs> Uh, about uh, I, I like to go back to Joe's reference of, uh, you know, movies and video games as art. And, you know, art tends to be an exaggeration of the, the world around us. And, and sometimes our kind of darkest and, and deepest type of thoughts and uh, desires, for lack of a better word, right? Um, and so it's, it's interesting, right? It's meant to be interesting, thought-provoking, and those types of things. And so you don't want to censor that stuff to the point where you don't have these different ways of thinking and your different ways of expression, even if they're way over the top. I think as a parent, what I'm really looking for is to say, okay, yes, you can have this. Yes, this is, you know, this is designed for a certain group of people. And if I'm a video game publisher and I am contributing, hopefully, to the uh, rating system or the guidance as to what that, review that that rating should be or is and maybe that's not true but i imagine they have a pretty good idea what they're making where it's going to fall i would probably want to support i want to make sure this gets into the hands of the people who can understand it who can interpret this and and handle it and, and appreciate it and enjoy it right rather than uh it to be controversial or impact sales because at the end of the day it's a business and they're gonna it's gonna drive their bottom line um so it's it's how do you help support that from a, in a variety of different ways? And so government regulation is a potential. Uh, behaviors of, of parents, behaviors of the, the people that we allow our kids to interact with are all very important as well, uh, you know, our teachers. So you get extremes, though, and, and those are the ones that are really tough to try to figure out which way are we going to lean today. And as a society, we, we are so polarizing these days that there isn't this dialogue as often as to what should our general direction be without it swinging that pendulum so far one way or the other to where we can't have a constructive conversation about it it tends to just fling one way and then we get really pissed and upset and then the and then and then we swing it the other way and the other group gets really pissed and upset and then at the end of the day we get something that is not fit for purpose and does not tend to help as many people as it as it could. I mean, you can apply this really general statement of mine to a number of 
political topics in particular, but social topics as well. But those are the things I'm looking for. I, I want this dialogue to be constructive. I want someone to say, okay, if we are really trying to protect kids or to limit the impact that some of these things may or may not have on kids, what does, what is a real, what is a real, you know, program look like for lack of a better word that will help that without necessarily impacting our ability to express ourselves in a variety of different ways, whether or not we agree that it's something that we would appreciate, you know, because obviously like when you look at pornography not everybody enjoys pornography, but I don't know who those people are, but I mean, <laughs> though, yeah, but, but at the same time, you know, it, it's there, it's not going anywhere. Um, so how do you make sure that it just stays in the hands of the people who, you know, who it's intended for, you know? Right. And I think, I mean, I, Cab, I haven't forgotten about you. I promise I'll come to you here in a second. Uh, but I, 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 you're right. We, we can't have a dialogue, it seems, anymore as a country, as a, as a culture here in the West. Everything is very extreme. I agree with everything you said. But I think that it boils down to a larger, uh, larger point for me is the government is a big, giant entity. It is, it is a bureaucracy that overregulates, overreaches whenever it can. And eventually, uh, you know, it, it, it's useless um, in a lot of areas. I'm not saying it's completely useless. That would be short-sighted of me to say. But in a lot of areas, it, it, it is too bulky. And I think this is one of those areas. I think that this really boils down to individuals. I think it boils down to uh, uh, the individuals having the correct knowledge. And when I say individuals, I guess I should be more specific. Parents having uh, the correct knowledge and having the wherewithal to not be your child's best friend, to to set limits, stick to those limits and raise the child to be a constructive member of society. When you let your kids play video games for three hours a day, you are not doing them any favors. Like, let's just forget about maybe they're playing a violent video game. Let's just, they're sitting in front of a television for an eighth of the day. That's just playing video games, not to mention the, your cell phones, your computers, your tablets. They're not interacting with other kids. They're not outside playing. They're not learning how to interact. Now, look, I said this last week as well. When you, when you play a, an 11, 12, 13-year-old, uh, in a in a game and they sound like a sailor, there's a problem. Where are the parents? Why are the parents not intervening? That is not how normal people talk. That may be how you talk with your friends, but that is not how you talk in a social environment. And we talk, I mean, you talked about being able to have a dialogue, Jonesy. You can't have a dialogue with people who grow up, grow up talking like that. Because if they're talking to that extreme as a 13-year-old using words that they probably don't fully understand the meaning, what are they going to do when they're an adult? How are they going to interact in society? Like, I think we're seeing that a lot now with, I mean, we poke fun at millennials a lot. I do especially because I'm so much older than you and I'm just jealous of your youth that, uh, you know, you don't, that some of the millennials can't, they can't, they go to job interviews with their moms. They can't operate uh, uh, and be a constructive member of society without help. There are there are actual uh, businesses <laughs> born around helping millennials cope with adulting. Like I have a millennial friend that has just started this new thing 
called uh, it, it, it's I, I, it's it's uh, like a reluctant adulting. Like they don't want to do it. I don't want to be an adult. I want to be a kid and I want to do all the things I did as a kid because I miss that. But that's not life. That's not how it works. Life is violent. I mean, if Kingdom Come Deliverance has taught me anything, it's that bandits can tack you on the road at any time. And if you're not prepared with a sword, you're going to fall. And when I say fall, I mean die a death, bloody and bruised, awful, possibly, possibly. <clears throat> anally molested. Uh, Cab, uh, what uh, what do you say about all this? You're the youngest of us. You're the you're the resident millennial. You are the person who chose poorly and purchased an Xbox. What <laughs> do you have to say about all of this? So, first of all, to be fair, I did purchase a PS4 as well. Okay, great. Nonetheless, um, going back to your medical analogy, I kind of like that, Crowley. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that violence and language and whatever are symptoms of a greater problem, um, but they're rather germs and viruses kind of attacking the immune system of a person, uh, just to continue that analogy. Uh, and if you have you know, vaccinations against or a natural immunity to a certain germ or virus, it isn't going to negatively uh, affect you as much as maybe someone who doesn't have those same defenses in place. Um, tying it in, you know, those defenses in, in this situation can be built up by responsible parroting, uh, caution, and really just plain common sense, among other things. Common sense um, is dead. Maybe you missed that memo. Well, no, it's I I think it's I, I you know, it's definitely less prevalent, uh, it <laughs> seems, but maybe that's just because, you know, we're in, in more constant communication. We are, you know, now. Um, here we are, four different people, you know, from across the U.S., uh, talking, you know, live through this strange, you know, thing called the internet. Um, and I think that that ties into where, you know, certain uh, people, such as like the twelve-year-old in your example, you know, they're being exposed to things that, you know, twelve-year-olds back, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy years ago maybe weren't as bombarded by, um, you know, language or violence, whatever the case may be. Um, just because we have so much more access now than they did then. Uh, and, and that's not to blame, you know, the, the methods of communication by any means rather, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that the parents need to be, you know, you know, just hovering over every little interaction their their you know, kid has online. But rather, I really do think that responsible parenting is at the core of the problem and the fact that, you know, raising a child properly or improperly is what can set them down this path or that path. And, uh, yeah, you know, I don't I don't disagree. And I think that uh, I, I think that 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 probably is 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 a good <sighs> I don't want to blame everything on the parents, but I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, the not at yeah, but at the end of the day, the responsibility for the child being a productive member of society, being cared for, being looked after does fall uh, on the shoulder of the parent or the guardian. I, exactly. I, I agree. And I also I, I agree with what you're saying, Cab, and I want to just maybe make it uh, a little more succinct is that the technology is developed very fast. 
for for especially here in in the West. Uh, And we're still playing catch up, I think, as a society. We don't know how to navigate these types of things uh, very well yet. And hopefully with with practice, we will. Will we ever eliminate violence as a whole? Never. We just won't. It's just not going to be a thing. Not in my lifetime. Not in anyone's lifetime, I don't think. Uh, so, you know, I, I agree. So, Cap, what, what, what is the last word uh, that you have on this this topic? I mean, yeah, pretty much just summing up everything that I've said, uh, you know, I think blaming, blaming a video game, blaming uh, a movie, blaming a TV show, blaming whatever, uh, you know, it's it's not it's an inanimate object. And while it can, you know, affect the emotions of of someone um you know for sure i don't think anybody can reasonably deny that um i don't think they are ever to blame for for anything um you know a conscious sentient individual that has control over themselves you know that's that's what it comes down to um and uh, whether or not they're they're raised properly or whatever the case may be you know there are certainly factors um and I don't know if it can even be reasonably policed or or controlled by any means. And I don't know if, you know, the fact that it's fairly impossible is is a good or bad thing. But it it really just, you know, just caution and and individual responsibility um, is is crucial in, in this subject and countless others. No, I agree. Uh, those are those are some wise wise words. Wise uh, beyond your years. I don't know how you couldn't apply that wisdom when you went to buy an Xbox. Uh, Joe, what what do you say? Final word on this subject. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that it's tremendously harder to probably be a parent now than it was ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, and so on and so forth, because there are so many other means of uh you know your kids getting access to stuff that you don't want them to you can be the greatest parent in the world and your kids probably gonna see pornography before they're actually a teenager i mean (laughs) just probably gonna happen i mean i don't i mean just i mean probably way before then i don't know i mean i'm not trying to scare jonesy i'm not trying to scare you crowley but the pro but probably well, them being girls, they probably won't even be as interested in it, so it's probably not going to be as big of a thing, but I don't want to stereotype. But my point is, is that it's much harder to be a parent um, today, but that doesn't mean that you can slack off. And that's why I've chosen not to be a parent. I've chosen to only be a parent to my dog and to our cats, and that's who I'm going to be parents to uh, you know, uh, for my life and I'm not going to do it because I know how I am and I'm being a responsible person by not procreating. So <laughs> that's how I'm, I'm going about this. I'm going to continue to play Tomb Raider for 10 hours a day. Uh, screw your three hours. I'm going 10 and that's how we, uh, do this, but no, but look as somebody who is bipolar as somebody who is uh, who has bad depression, as somebody who acts out, I act out. Uh, Jonesy, Cab, Crowley, I think you can all attest to this just from chatting with me in Discord. Sometimes I act out. Like, I say things, and you're like, okay, what's up his ass today? So it happens. 
Um, so genetics do play a part in all this. Uh, as far as if we're going to the bigger picture, as far as the violence and people acting out and going and doing really malicious, horrible, horrible things, the things that talking about the stuff that we were talking about at the very beginning of this topic. Um, I do think that all that comes into play. There is some genetics, but it is, you know, it's your culture too. Um, all those problems I just listed that I have, I've never been in the fist fight in my whole life. Um, I've never hit, I've never uh, abused my domestic partner. And I'm not proud of that. It's not something to be proud of. To it, That's just right. Like, I'm not proud that I've never hit a woman. I'm not proud of that. Because what's there to be proud of about that? That's just, it's just, it's just normal to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not proud that I've never hit a woman. So, I mean, so anybody who, so all that stuff, like I, it's just normal to me. Like I've never hit a woman. It's just, that's just the right thing to do. Right. Like to have um, a modicum of self-control when you get angry. Right. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that like, I don't lash out. Like I don't say things that I don't mean. I have said hurtful things to people, but I have never physically because and maybe sometimes the, those, the words, sometimes those hurt worse than fists and sticks and stones and all that, you know? Uh, but my point is, is that, you know, you can be born a sociopath, but it doesn't mean that you're a serial killer. Like it, still sociopaths can know right and wrong and what they can get away with in society. They just don't care about anybody. You know what I mean? Except themselves. So, you know, there is a, even when you're arguing this nature versus nurture type of thing, which we haven't gotten into, but I'll leave it at that, is that even if you're going to argue that nature versus nurture, genetic and, and culture thing is, is that I still think it's culture because you can teach a sociopath what's right and wrong. It's like, unless you want to spend the rest of your life in jail, you don't do these things. And even a sociopath can understand that you know what i mean so i mean that's that's where i'm going with it so i i just i i think the culpability is on the individual and and you know in the people that uh had an influence on that person's life and i don't think that it's right to say that um ea or uh you know all of these other gaming companies that I can't name off the top of my head at this point, I don't think that it's fair to name them as responsible people for what, uh, because, you know, yeah, there's a lot of school shootings and the students do it, but there's also mass shootings where they're adults. And, and where is the evidence that they're big video game people or that they're Marilyn Manson fans or they're Eminem fans or they're, they watch too much Game of Thrones. Where is the evidence to any of this? I haven't seen that myself, so I guess that's where I'm going to leave it. I just, I just think it's, it's too complicated of a question to just lay the blame on video games or entertainment. Uh, it's just, it's, it's way too heavy just to, to lay the blame in entertainment. Okay, good. I completely, 100% agree again with everything you said, John. Uh, Jonesy, final word for you. Uh, uh, from you, what do you what do you have to say about all this? Where are you at? Yeah, I kind of put it in two buckets. One in my smaller world is parents, please teach your kids personal accountability. Uh, I mean, communicate that to them. Stay engaged. I mean, it's. These things are simple to say. They're very difficult to do. A lot of two-income uh, two family homes. People are trying to just 
uh, do enough to keep their family afloat, do the things that they want to do outside of it, but staying engaged, teaching personal accountability and having humility when we do screw up to, to try to help improve and, and help make things better, you know, I think are just vital. And, and I, I, sometimes it's as simple as that, I think. Um, it's Maybe it's a bit idealistic, but for me, it's something that I reiterate to my daughter constantly is, is taking responsibility for actions and then learning from it. We're going to screw up, but we got to learn from it. And then when I look at it in a more macro picture is if, if I'm in the video game industry and if I'm in the government, it's really a very simple question to me. It's, it's how can we help? It's not how can we regulate or, or control or anything. It's how can we help? I mean, and I don't have that answer. It could be a variety of things. It could be uh, varying levels of heavy handedness. I don't think that's required here, but I, uh, it's just a general question of how can we help? And I, I think that can be, again, applied to a variety of topics of, of just coming back to supporting one another and help, helping society as a whole move forward and, and to prevent some of the horrible things that have been happening. And is it going to prevent them entirely? Unfortunately, it will probably never be the case. Kind of to your point, Crowley, in our lifetime, we will constantly see war. We will constantly see things that upset us and that give us reason to have a cause to get behind. It's just the unfortunate, unfortunate part of human nature, I think. But how can we help? How can we continue to teach our kids right from wrong, personal accountability, and just being engaged? And so that's kind of where I stand on the rest of it. And once again, I agree with everything you said. I think it does boil down to personal responsibility, parental responsibility, teaching that personal responsibility, living it, and understanding that we are going to screw up. We are human, uh, and we will fail. Learning from those mistakes, picking ourselves up, uh, and moving on. As as Batman's dad once said, why do we fall? To pick ourselves up. I think that's what he said. I don't know. I don't remember the movie. What I do remember is the Xbox sucks. Um I want to thank Cab, I want to thank Joa, and I want to thank Jonesy for coming on and, and doing this, especially on such short notice. Uh, they, they literally had less than 24 hours to prepare for the show, and I think they all three did a, a great job. So, gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, I, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see Garrick back soon. Uh, everything's okay with you, folks. I promise when I have an announcement, you know, or he has an announcement, it'll be announced. <clears throat> but uh, until then, stay tuned. But, yeah, this, I, I don't think we solved anything tonight, as I didn't think that we would, as we are just four bad gamers um, trying to make our way in this world. But, <clears throat> three bad gamers and Jonesy who can destroy me on NHL. Is that better? Actually, it's, it's... Let's go blow some shit up. Right? It's two bad gamers and a guy who owns an Xbox. And so really? he's, he's the worst gamer of all of us. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, and just one last time for all you bad parents out there. Get good scrubs. We're out. We'll see you next week.